This episode of Kidlet These Days is sponsored by Book Riot Newsletters. Did you know Book Riot has over 25 newsletters covering every genre as well as book news and deals? Sign up for book deals to get notified about the best book sales of the day, handpicked by our editorial staff. There's Today in Books, our daily newsletter summing up the most interesting headlines from the book world every day. And don't miss our newsletter, Our Queerest Shelves, which will deliver LGBTQ plus news and recommendations straight to your inbox. We also got newsletters to horror fans, romance readers, YA lovers, mystery and thriller aficionados, and more. Just go to bookriot.com newsletters to sign up for the newsletters that are the most interesting to you. That's bookriot.com newsletters. And welcome to episode 49 of Kidlit These Days, a Book Riot podcast. At Kidlit These Days, we are your Kidlit connoisseurs, pairing the best of children's literature with what's going on in the world today. I'm Nicole Young, alongside my new co-host, Nusra Javed, and we are here to have conversations that create opportunities for parents, grandparents, teachers, librarians, and all who love children's literature to engage in the world through literature in a deeper and broader way. We are recording on March 1st, 2021, the first day of Women's History Month. And on today's episode, we are talking about Women's History Month and the great board books that we've got um, that will help you get excited about the celebration of women, women X, and femmes. Um, but first, I really want to re- welcome Nusra. Hello! Hello, Nicole. Happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. Um, would you tell our Kidlet These Days audience a little bit about yourself? Because you're joining us for the next many episodes. Absolutely. Uh, so I am actually one of the contributing editors over at Book Riot. Um, and I also co-host the Book Riot uh, Mystery Suspense podcast, Dread or Dead. So apparently I only have uh, two uh, mediums where either I'm dabbling in mystery or suspense <laughs> or during daytime when I'm reading The Rainbow Fish with my toddler. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here, excited to talk board books with you. I have um 23 month old of my own and I'm excited to share uh, just my experiences in helping uh, like in just curating her collection and what I've kept in mind with all of other parents who might be seeking out some of that own like goals with their kids literature. I am so excited that you're joining us and you have so all of this book ride experience. So it's excited to have a new um, a new perspective to Kidlet these days right now. Um, and I'm also just excited you gave us the idea to talk about uh, Women's History Month, which we'll dive into a little bit um, a little bit later. But I am really excited to talk about Women, Women's History Month with you, too. So. Absolutely. I think we've got some great picks lined up and I'm, um, I was having a hard time uh, narrowing down. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll clump these two together so I can sneak in one more. So I'm very excited. Great. Well, first we'll go to a sponsor and then we'll t- come back and talk a little bit more about Women's History Month. So this episode of Kill It These Days is sponsored by Learner Books. A lovebird who doesn't like kisses? Rissy's friends and family wonder if she's sick, confused, or just rude. But kisses make Rissy uncomfortable. 
Can one little lovebird show everyone that there is no right way to show you care? Rissy No Kisses carries the message that your body and your heart are yours and you choose how to share them. A note at the end provides further information for kids, parents, and education um, educators about body autonomy, consent, and different ways to show affection. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I don't know this book, but I love this idea. I, I want yeah. more and more books talking to kids about consent. Absolutely. I am. Um, I was actually going through it and I, I am excited to like, I think I'm going to actively seek this out just because learner books, I think they come up with such great, thoughtful kid literature. Mm -hmm. And this just seems another thoughtful addition to their collection. This is so good. I also know there's just so many parents, um, and even in my own family. So um, my mom's family is Caribbean on one side. Uh, like on my, her dad is from Haiti and her mom is from Jamaica. And in both of those cultures, it's really standard to kiss when you greet. Like that's how you walk in the space. You kiss everybody, you kiss people twice in Haitian culture. Um, and I've had a lot of conversations with my younger cousins about whether or not like how to maintain bodily autonomy for children in a cultural context and like let the elders know that they're not being rude, but they just, they don't want that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's the same um, in our like Southeast Asian culture. It's like, uh, it's almost a given or that, you know, that children are going to want to hug adults or always um, just like, as you mentioned, that it's part of the very strong part of the culture, but just like... Uh, it conflicts with what we teach children that, you know, it's okay when you want it. You don't feel like it. You don't have to engage in physical contact with anyone you don't feel like. And um, it's a, definitely a conversation that we have a lot with adults in our, on our side as well. And it often ends up uh, going nowhere. But again, <laughs> these are the conversations we need to be having uh, more frequently. Yeah, I think so. My grandfather is no longer alive, but I think if I had had or if my cousins had had the conversation we've been having <laughs> with him, he would have it would have been totally foreign to him. He wouldn't have understood <laughs> this idea that you don't kiss when you greet when you come in the room. But yeah, kids need to be able to say no when they don't want to. I love exactly. that this book exists. Um, so Women's History Month. So Reshma, you were the one who suggested this. I was really, I got really, really excited. And so I started looking up resources um, for intersectional views of, of history, of um, Women's History Month. And I didn't find a lot for kids, actually. Um, there wasn't a lot. I did find this resource that is um, was put together by Valissa Thompson. Um, she's a social worker, a writer, and a disabilities advocate. She compiled this Black women's um, history syllabus. Um, and so I will provide the link for that in the show notes. And I think she, it was an interesting thing to look at at the end of Black History going into Women's History Month because it's such a funny time for people who um, I, I find for myself as a Black woman when I'm like looking at a lot of the things that are women's history. It is very Susan B. Anthony heavy and very like white <laughs> woman history heavy. Um, and so I'm always looking for something, especially when I'm thinking about how to approach kids in my life. Um, that gives them the view of women's history that is as intersectional as we want these kinds of celebrations to be. So this, yeah, I have the resources from, from Belissa, but I'm wondering if you have anything else that you have used or thought of outside of the board books we're going to suggest um, to help talk about Women's History Month to the little people. 
Yeah, so a great resource I actually discovered uh, when I moved to California around five months ago. So this is a business that is based in Oakland, California, and I have actually spoken to the person who runs it. It's called the Little Feminist Book Club. Um, and she spoke about how the main reason she uh, started this organization where she um, curates personalized collections for kids from all age groups so she has them divided from zero to two uh then three to six and uh i think two more age groups i'm not i'm not gonna um state them just because i'm not sure but what she does is she curates collections that are very focused on intersectional feminism so not just uh feminism outside of like the very typical white cisgendered um notions of people it's very like non-binary and just everyone's everyone's story should get a chance to be heard and her collection of books that she curates are very much uh focused on that and she very openly talks about the struggle of uh like you mentioned like of finding feminist literature that is um outside of like uh just the very white the whiteness of it all where it's very focused on uh white people who achieved something and just doesn't and just their stories and um two of the two uh, particular blog posts from there that I, i'm going to leave in the show notes but i definitely wanted to mention here is um so one blog post is I don't want to celebrate Women's History Month, and in that, uh, her name is Brittany. She talks about how the kid literature, in particular, it's dominated by. Uh, we've already mentioned whiteness, but it's like whenever there is a story by an author of color or someone who does not, uh, who is non-binary, uh, it's always. Um, a story of struggle it's not it never mm-hmm. like it never normalizes them existing in the world so that's uh, that's what she like that's what she was trying to focus on that uh that's what she wants more of in uh like feminist literature for children and um that's why she's not going to be celebrating like the typical women's history month where her literature is very focused on like you mentioned like susan b anthony and rbg who are amazing women but just uh speaking more about women of color and then the other part of the book that she mentioned uh, other blog post that i wanted to mention was it's called uh dr ford's legacy raising feminist sons so she um talks about how like how to she approaches the very sensitive topic of how to approach the topics of feminism gender inequality like uh, rights for everyone like it's it's a topic that kids are not going to be familiar with and how to approach it in a way that doesn't um scare not i wouldn't say scare but just like intimidate them but makes it more approachable for them and the uh, the main wish that she says that you can do that is by teaching them compassion and as we all know as it's proven and as i'm sure we all have discovered in our personal lives the number one way to learn compassion or teach your kids compassion is through other people's stories and uh, that's what she like goes on to share that how like some of the books that she mentions can help do that or how uh, whenever we think about what our children are reading we should keep that in the focus like our stories should be intersectional should be about everyone else so Little Feminist Book Club is a fantastic resource. I love um, that. 
but yeah like it's uh like you said that there are not many of them but it's a fantastic resource and i'm definitely going to link the blog as well as the two posts i mentioned down below like in the show notes i love that i also think i've had lots of conversations with um the people who are children to or who are parents to boys um or you know male-bodied children and they yeah and there's like a com i had a conversation actually not too long ago with a friend who was saying that you know they're trying to like diversify what their young like white presenting boy reads but you know like he wants to read about superheroes he wants to read blah 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 and um he's like you know it's not always easy to get you know be intersectional in reading those things and i'm like but there's shuri there's like you know there's all of these different um women superheroes that we can infuse and so i do think that there is a lot of work to do um in making sure that moments like this like when we celebrate black history month when we celebrate women's history month that it's not just women celebrating it's not just black people celebrating yeah right but that we are um for people who are not femme or not femme identified um that they are also that we're seeking out those um those images for our children where they're not just looking at male protagonists in books all the time and our book talk today is really focused on board books but there's so many good books that talk about um, history through an intersectional lens. I think my beef always with Susan Anth- Susan B. Anthony always being put as the like person we talk about in um, in Women's History Month is like, yes, she did a lot of things, but if you talk about it, if you talk about her perspective as a for me as a black woman, when I'm talking about her contributions to society, there are some real caveats, right, to how yeah. she approached feminism and Definitely. what she believed that black women's place in a feminist movement was, right, which was really none at all, and how she supported a eugenics movement and things like that, which of course are harder topics to talk about with kids. But I do think that there are so many res- like so many books, if not resources like the Little Feminist Book Club. There are books out there at different age levels that come complicate the kind of whitewashed women's history that we typically get. Um, Like I think about we've on this podcast a lot, we've talked about Yvette Dion's Lifting As We Climb, which is a a middle grade book, um, historical Mm -hmm. book about uh, black women's ballot fight for the ballot box. Right. So like that's a a text that I would want to be taught in middle school or, you know, in uh, late grade elementary school. Um, especially to combat the myths of of who we get to learn initially that like some of these white feminists are right um, or who they have been to movement making. So, yeah, I want to complicate. <laughs> I want to complicate for kids the conversations that we're having around women's history because I feel like so much of the conversations we've been having as a nation lately have been like, how do we undo this negative teaching that we all received? Right, this systemic inequities that are baked into all of our educations how do we counteract them um without and a lot of times that we don't do a lot of thinking about like just even the little the way that we tell stories right like right now about the heroes of our time we want to elevate women but we also want to be nuanced when we're talking to kids about what those women have contributed it and making sure that we add other voices to the you know susan b anthony wasn't alone in the like in the race for the ballot box uh there are black women who helped lead that fight as well so yep. yeah yeah um i love that i had i don't know a little feminist book club but i'm excited to check them out yeah are there any non-board books that you're like i love this um we should think about it for women's history month we should say those now we could shout some of those out too 
Um, I think uh, the one I came across was um, Malala Malala's Magic Pencil, which oh, I believe yeah. is more like uh, it's not a board book. I think it's more catered towards like around um, kids f- uh, older than four and above, mm-hmm. or even older. But uh, Malala is. Um, Malala's story is uh, back from Pakistan where I'm originally from and it's uh it rings very true like her like her struggle like whenever when I go back home I see the struggle that so many uh girls have where they want to get education but they don't have access like they don't have basic access to those resources mm-hmm. or when they try to how they actually like are more in danger than you would like you can even imagine so her book uh, like her uh, story like it's called malala's magic pencil and um it's it's a fantastic edition i think and it's written by her so uh like it's like her own story through her own words and uh it's very inspirational so yeah that's definitely one i would i want to cheer for in this one i love that i saw i saw that you put it like before the big show like our our current show notes and i was like oh i love this book It's such a good one. And I think you're right. Like in a Women's History Month, we should also be talking about like, what are the challenges that girls and women across the world face, right? Like what is a non just like non-US view of what history is um, and what women, what a Women's History Month could mean. Um, I wonder if there are other books that kind of fit into that category, like a more global look at women's history. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head in the kid lit space, but we should think about that for future. Yeah, and if like anyone has any suggestions yes. about more global perspectives, we are all ears. We'd love to hear <laughs> from you and we'd love to share them with the listeners as well. This episode of Kidlet These Days is sponsored in part by the Oni Lion Forge Publishing Group. Ash knows all about his mother's childhood fantasy world, Coretress, and how no men or boys are allowed. So when Ash and friends decide to try a spell to transport them to Coretress, Ash doesn't think anything will happen. But the spell works, and Ash discovers that Coretress is actually a real place with real inhabitants and very real danger. But if Coretress is real, why is Ash there? Everyone has always called Ash a boy. Ash uses he, a him pronouns. Shouldn't the spell have kept Ash out? And what does it mean if it let Ash in? This, um, and this story is like, uh, very, the story centers on Ash, a young character who is exploring and discovering their gender identity. And, um, it contains a fantastic group of like characters, diverse characters. It consists of Eleanor, Chloe, the quiet and clever Junebug, and all of these girls identify as queer. And it's um, it's a fantastic uh, read for the tween audience, and uh, is written by the own voices and own voices author uh, Lila Sturgis, who is a trans woman and a well known voice within the trans community. So. Uh, if you are, if this sounds at all like something you'd be interested in or right up your child's alley, uh, you can find Girl Heaven Haven in stores now from Oni Lion Forge Publishing Group. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Thank you. So, as you said, Nursura, if people have suggestions, things that we missed in celebrating women's history, resources, please send them to us. We want everything. 
Um, but we want to head into our book talk segment. We want to give you guys some books. Um, and so we will, if you um, have anything that you would like to suggest, so we're focusing on board books in particular for Women's History Month. But if you've got any other suggestions, please um, hit us up at social media. You can tweet with the hashtag KidLit these days. Um, and you can also find our show notes. All of these books will be listed on our show notes at bookriot.com slash listen and just find this episode, episode 49 of KidLit These Days. Or you can always email us at kidlitthesedays at bookriot.com. But we want to hear from you. Um, tell us what we missed. Tell us what you love, what your, your little ones are loving to read right now. We want to hear it all. Um, so Nusra, do you want to kick us off with the first book? Absolutely. Uh, so the, for the first pick, like I mentioned, there were like when I was going through them, there were so many I wanted to shout out to. So I cheated a little bit over here, but the first one is an author whose work I want to highlight. Yes. Uh, so uh, her name is Avashti Harrison, and the book that I want to talk about in particular is called Dream Big Little One. But she also has this amazing like bibliography of like works like Little Leaders and just uh, works for like boys who are like their role models and just challenging the um very stereotypical ideas of like what uh, gender can pursue what roles uh but this one in particular is called B- uh, dream big little one and it centers on 18 female leaders who who include like heroes role models and just ordinary women who were able to accomplish extraordinary things and it's just uh the illustrations are done by Vashti herself and they are absolutely like stunning and um there it's it's a very nice mix of like illustrations and uh con- like content um but it is more it lacks in my opinion the rhythmic uh rhythmic um reading style which makes it more attractive to toddlers so this book is more suited for i would say like uh children who are above the age of two like young toddlers or like young pre-k going children but again like we mentioned like you are it's never too soon to have these conversations um uh, it's like with your conversations with your children so uh this is one that you should definitely either start reading to your children right now or definitely have them on their like on their libraries waiting for them. So it's Dream Big Little One by Vashti Harrison. Um, I love Vashti Harrison and she's like, a, we, we feature her books a lot on Kidlet these days because <laughs> she's just such an incredible illustrator. Um, and I think that this series was her first um, her first illustrated book series. Um, and it's just so gorgeous. Um, I, I, this is a little uh, fun fact about me. I have been following her in particular. I mean, I was following her before the pandemic, but she was doing these little illustration tutorials during the pandemic yes. on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she and has I was such like, a fun personality. She's so sweet. And so every day yeah. I was like doing her little her little tutorials that she had on IG. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. So my book is was suggested by Matthew Winner. Um, who we love, but um, he suggested Baby, Young, Gifted, and Black. It's written by Jamia Wilson. It's illustrated by Andrea Pippins. So meet icons of color from past and present in this baby board book, Celebration of Inspirational Achievement. It's a collection of positive yet simple affirmations to encourage the next generation, highlighting the talent of black leaders and change makers from around the world. And young dreamers will continue to develop confidence and self-assurance and self-belief. It's got like a little mirror in this little board book. Um, So, you know, you're imagining yourself amongst all of these 
um, women, these historical women and black women in particular. Um, so yes, I highly recommend this one. Thank you, Matthew, for the suggestion. I love that. Mirrors, like if uh, I'm sure parents of like babies and daughters can vouch for this, but <laughs> mirrors are the, if, like, if you want to make something engaging, add a mirror to it. Like <laughs> it's a sure, like your child will sit there for hours just looking at themselves. So I think that's fantastic, like how they've uh, incorporated the two. I love it. You've got the next one. So my next pick is Hats of Fate by Media Kohan, and it's illustrated by Sarah Walsh. And um, like we were mentioning that we cannot talk about empowerment without talking about intersectionality. And this one, I think, is um, is perfect. Like, a, like it's a perfect starter board book to get your kids um, just to get your kids more aware of like how there are so many different like beliefs and different cultures in the world and um what this book does is it speaks to different religions and different cultures and it does this through the head coverings that choose to wear so it speaks about the scarves that the head coverings that muslim women observe the turbans that uh, the sikhs wear and just it um focuses on telling their stories through their head coverings and the style of illustration is very interesting just because it's it sort of shows like a group of people and they're blurred and whoever whoever's culture is being spoken about they're in the focus or like their um silhouette is like the clearest and that is fantastic because like, especially when toddlers are like, getting more into reading from my personal experience they having something like, having less clutter on a page really helps them engage with the content so i think that was a genius like move on their part to make it more engaging and it also has like pronunciation guides and uh i think it's a perfect like uh like starter book to read to your kids to get them introduced to the concepts of inclusion and just being more accepting of everyone so it's hats of fate by media kohan illustrated by sarah walsh so i went and googled this as soon as i saw that you'd put it on the list and i was just i'm blown away by the concept the concept is so simple but so smart right because it's like there are all of these different faiths from all of these different places have these these head coverings that are a part of their experience and i would have never thought to like have a book about like a unified book a book about unity and understanding different cultures through the lens of hats of faith but it's brilliant like i saw the title and i was like this is brilliant Yeah, um, and you mentioned intersectionality, and we've been kind of talking about it through the whole episode, and I just want to make sure, like, we just, for folks who are not as familiar with the term, so it is a term that um, had another resurgence a few years ago around the Women's March, um, but it was uh, started by Professor Kimberly Crenshaw back in um, the 80s, and it's a term that's it talks about how a lens that we should look at all of the things that we're doing, right? So it's like no one is just one thing. You have multiple identities, right? So I am a black woman, a black straight woman, a black able-bodied woman, et cetera. And so looking for an intersectional view um, of women's history means identifying all of the ways that people might identify and trying to find um, books or resources that allow us to talk about being a woman or femme or whatever through as multifaceted a lens as we can get. Um, 
I think in particular, there's it's such an interesting moment to transition from Black History Month to Women's History Month because Black History Month, we overwhelmingly celebrate black men. And then in Women's History Month, we overwhelmingly celebrate white woman, women. And so it's interesting as a black woman to be like, where do I live in, in both of these spaces? Um, anyway, so yeah, intersectionality. I just wanted to, I was realizing we hadn't really defined that before. Yeah, so, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay. So ABC for me, we talked about this book before and I love it. ABC for me, um, what can she, or ABC for me, what can she be? It's such an adorable little book. Um, it has, it's, it goes from, you know, it goes through the alphabet and it's got 26 examples of, um, careers that little girls, uh, can have. Um, and so every page is like, you know, it's eight is for astronaut and it's just got such a great, um, display of different races, different, um, different bodies, et cetera. Um, and all these different, um, professions that women or girls can imagine themselves being. So it's a great one. It's, um, it was, it's produced by Sugar Snap Studio and illustrated by Jessie Ford, who is, I think she both writes and illustrates for this, but it's ABC, uh, for me, what can she be? Um, girls can be anything they want to be. So. Awesome. And the next one that I'm about to mention is a very personal favorite in our household. Like it has like the spine is broken. The, it, it's a lift a flap book and the flaps are torn apart. <laughs> but it's an absolute favorite. It's called A Baby Feminist Sport Book by Libby Babbitt Klein. And it's illustrated by Jessica Walker. And it's um it is perfect for like my daughter has been reading it since she was seven months old so oh. it's perfect for the like those age groups uh because it's very like very like it has very little wordy content and it's all about the pictures and it's like um so it's so funny it's like it's where before uh, malala pioneered for education for everyone and then you lift the pl- flap and it goes she was a baby so it's just like <laughs> sort of telling them that you know like everyone started out as a baby so there is nothing that you cannot do if you put your mind to it mm-hmm. so uh, like in the end there is this um, there's this one of um, Barack and Michelle and it's like before they were this they were babies and it's a hilarious bit, like illustration of both of them as babies and <laughs> my daughter lo- like she had since she was seven months old she's absolutely loved it and um, I think it's it, it was such a like it we all like in our house will love it and it's such a fun approachable book and um great one to start having like you know conversations and just empowering because i love the message of it that you know like everyone started out as babies yeah so there's nothing you cannot do <laughs> so it's such so, a yeah, good it's, thing i love that Wait, is there does she have a favorite page right now like is there a face or a person that she's like i love this one you know she she just loves like the like she loves all of them and she like uh or lifts the flaps there's one of frida Kahlo and she loves that one in particular so and she just like like she um she had different phases with that book so where she would like read it herself and then she would lift the flap and then she would find either her dad or me and she would wait for us to go baby and it's like it's there's so many things you can do with this book that uh it's such a like it's a classic in our house and i think uh, whoever like if you incorporate it into your lit like library your kids will have the greatest time so yeah i def- highly recommend that one it's baby feminist board book by libby babot glane <laughs> 
Yay. Um, I am excited about learning about that book because I haven't actually seen it yet, so I'm excited to check it out. This book that I have is a part of the Little Libro, so it's also a series similar to the Vashti Harrison ones you shared earlier. But Little Libros is a like a set of bilingual board books. They're in Spanish and in English. And so this one actually hasn't come out yet. It's The Life of or La Vida de Dolores, which is about Dolores Huerta, who is the famous um, migrant um, rights organizer. She um, organized for migrant rights in California. Um, and so this one comes out May 11th. And I'm just really excited about it. One, because um, in addition to like just a lack of um, representation across like Women's History Month and other places, I just think that um, there just aren't enough um, board books or even kids literature about um, feminist heroes that are Latina, Latinx. Um, and so Dolores Huerta is like a huge, a lion, um, historically speaking. And so this little board book is going to be about her. But in the li- Little Libro series, they also have a Frida one. When you mentioned Frida's in this book, I was thinking there's a, they have one for Frida as well. But the, the copy for the new book for La Vida de Dolores um, is Si Se Puede, Yes It Can Be Done, is the famous rallying cry of Dolores Huerta, a leading voice in the right for migrant farm workers. Originally a teacher and later a community leader, she believed in her cause so much that she co-founded the labor union United Farm Workers of America. Inspire your little ones to believe in themselves and become leaders like Dolores. So that is The Life of La Vida de Dolores. It's written by Patty Rodriguez and Ariana Stein, and it's illustrated by Sitlali Reyes. I love that, especially because I am always on the hunt for like bilingual books, just because even if uh, like kids don't, in my opinion, if they don't like understand that language, just uh, helping them see that, you know, there are different ways of like just talking or expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. My next pick is actually uh, a bit of a cheat again. It's two books in one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. sorry not sorry <laughs> but uh the first is um a is for activist by Inosanto nagara um the, who is the author and the illustrator so uh this book is uh again very focused on alphabets but it has this like uh the adjectives used are very like empowering so like a for activist and it'll have all these like you know aware activist like four or five words in a line that make a rhythm and just uh get like children excited about the like making a song to it and at the same time they're learning about all these uh actions and empowering actions that they can take part of um it's more some of the words used in here are more complex but what i have found is you can uh so like if there are four words you can just stick with one so you can go like you can teach your kid a is for activist or a is for aware so you can uh, play around with that that way and the illustrations for this one are just amazing and i think that's what um makes it like stand out and it deals with very like it deals with very complex topics like democracy justice activism but in a very like a very kid-friendly way yeah approachable way i love that about this book and i cannot emphasize it enough it's never like they're never too young to start learning about compassion about tolerance about just like letting others live their life and uh so yeah go like this is a fantastic one and the second book i wanted to mention is lady legends alphabet by beg fainer who is also the author and illustrator of the work 
Um, and they are actually, the reason I wanted to mention this is because they're a small family business who create, publish, and distribute their own books. So I mean, you'll be helping your small business as well yes. once you purchase this book. And um, it's fantastic. So, like, it's, so it's A to Z and each alphabet is associated with the uh, like a woman who has changed the like changed the world for the better so or just like made a mark like left a mark in the history of the world so it's like i thought it was a fantastic one and uh especially i think when kids are younger i know myself we're always looking for more interesting ways to get their alphabets in that is beyond just like you know just singing the monotonous abc song so these two are like perfect ways to get like your alphabets in as well as just teach your kids a little something extra so the first one is a for a is for activists by inosanto nagara and the second is lady legends alphabet by beck Feiner. I also loved what you were saying in terms of, I love A is for activists. I have bought it many times for many nieces and nephews. Um, but I think, you know, something that we always talk about here on Kidlet these days is that there is no topic, like there are, or rather there are very few topics that we can't talk about um, in an age appropriate way with different, you know, with kids at all different stages, right? So like we can talk about all of the really complicated and complex ideas that are in A and A is for activists. We just have to figure out the age appropriate way to do that. Um, and the and it, the way is not to just not talk about complicated topics with little kids. It's just to talk about it in ways that really um, affirm where they are developmentally. Um, so it's exciting to see more books like that. And I was noticing how many ABC books we had on here, which is totally <laughs> right for the board book like stage. Um, yeah. It's such a good way to just get them to get them learning two things at once right so like a little history a little bit of something and then also your abcs um so i got a board book set that i love um i've also bought this one quite a few times it's the little feminist board book um it's a set and it's by mud puppy um and the illustrator is lydia ortiz and i love this because it's different women throughout history but it has them divided in like by their art or their you know their work so there's an artist book and the artist uh, book features Maya Angelou and Josephine Baker and Frida Kahlo. She gets lots of love in the board book world. Um, and Ella Fitzgerald. And then um, there's a leaders one that has Cleopatra and Queen Elizabeth and, in, um, and, and Indira Gandhi and Hillary Clinton. There's an activist one that has Harry Tubman, Rosa Parks, Gloria Steinem, and Malala. Um, and then there is a pioneers one that has Marie Curie, uh, Sally Ride, Amelia Earhart, and Billie Jean King. So... I really love this book. The illustrations by Lydia Ortiz are adorable. Like they're just, they look like little midi versions of all of these people. Um, and I love them. So, Yeah, if my uh, toddler with her, she would definitely go sign them because her dad found like her, the box set on, from Costco one day. And um, her room is upstairs. We live like on a multi-story house. And we've often found her like sneaking upstairs just so she could read more of those books <laughs> and like it's uh, i mean you would think that we've thought of like bringing them downstairs but of course you know we all pick our battles but like <laughs> multiple times she sneaks up there and like that's her favorite part of like going into Aww. her room is like that's the first thing she does and uh, like you mentioned the illustrations by Lydia are so um, like they're so cute they're and adorable. they're just like um they're just like perfect so yeah like i think she has uh this set is also available in like more uh 
in a set that's more context like that has more sentences and more history and um like because we got that one as well and it's just like she like can't say half the words but she like loves going through the illustrations so like 100% co-signed by a child themselves (laughs) (laughs) i love it and then this other one is um this one again is another favorite in our household and it's uh, actually it's a fantastic one because it has that rhythmic flow that you can make a song of it but like this underlying themes are so fantastic so and it's just about just accepting who you are and it's um it's called i like myself by karen beaumont and it's illustrated by david gatro and it's it's like I have the song and like ingrained in my head. So in any moment now, I can like I'll break down, break into like I like myself. I'm glad I'm me, and like you have to stop me there. But it's fantastic, <laughs> just because it's so much about like uh just like it's a girl who's like singing to herself that she loves herself, like you know despite what others might consider are her flaws, yes. and she loves herself when she's like. Ha- like she's like her hair is wild she loves herself and she's like you know like she loves her eyes her toes her nose and it's it's so i I get like i like again this is another book that we've broken the spine of just because um like i said we made it into a song but it's written in that way that you know that you can make it into a song and the themes are fantastic and um, the illustrations are super fun too because like there's this part where she goes, I like my, I like me wild, I like me tame. So like for yes. the wild part, there's this big ass lion on the page and he's like scared from her. And it's so, <laughs> oh my, it's, I, like, I, 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 like, I don't know about my daughter, but I 200% like will tell you to go get this one. It's so delightful. It's I Like Myself by Karen Beaumont, illustrated by David Gatro. Yes. And can we talk about how Women's History Month should also be a time where we're just celebrating women and girls liking themselves so I love anything that leads us in that direction that's perfect and that actually goes right into my last book rec which is Happy Hair it's written and illustrated uh, by Mikkel Renee Rowe and it's actually a set and I uh, Matthew Winner also suggested the other one which is Cool Cuts which is for boys and mask presenting kids Um, and this Happy Hair is more for femmes but um, it is written and illustrated by Mikkel Renee Rowe and I love it as a follow up to I like myself because in the book, it's like all of these different styles of black hair, right? So she's like, I like my fro. I like all of these different ways that my hair could be. And I just, I find that to be super affirming and just a reminder that like we can like ourselves in whatever form. I like myself wild. I like myself tame. I love that. <laughs> um, Words to live by. <laughs> yes. Do you have anything else you want to, before we wrap? Uh, I think that for now, that's those are all I could think of. For more book recommendations, visit bookride.com. And for more book- bookish podcasts, check out bookride.com slash listen. Thank you for joining us today. As always, we would love your feedback on this podcast. We always appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. That actually, when you do that, it helps other people find us. You can find me, Nicole Young, on Twitter at IttyBittyNY. And you can find me, Nasra Javed, on Twitter at Javed Nasra. So that's J-A-V-E-D-N-U-S-R-A-H. 
thank you to Dr. Baker for sound editing on this and every episode. We appreciate you. Um, if you have a story idea, reach out to us on social media. You can use the hashtag KidLitTheseDays or email us at KidLitTheseDays at BookRiot.com. All the books that we just listed will be up on our show notes on BookRiot.com. And we would love to hear what you're thinking about and what you would like to hear on the show. So thank you again for joining us today. And thank you, Nusra, for joining us for this episode. I'm excited to do more episodes with you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) May your coming days be storied and may the good stories keep on coming. Mm -hmm.